Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Midweek in the Word. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us for this week's episode. As uh, this week, we're actually going to take a moment and we're going to pause from our regular series, What Does the Bible Say About? And uh, rather than moving on to our next topic, we're going to highlight another ministry here at the church. Uh, Maybe it's one you're familiar with or maybe not, but uh, regardless, I have a new voice here on the podcast with me this week, just like we did when Tim stepped on. Today, I'm joined by Jen Sobran, our children's ministry director at the church. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for pronouncing my name correctly, too. Oh, did I? You know, I, how, do, how do people normally pronounce your they name? They say Sabaran. Sabaran. Instead okay. of Sabaran. Well, very yeah. good. Very thank good. What, what, is, what is that from? Like, where is Sabaran nationally? It's I don't French, know what that is. French Canadian. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I have no French background, so I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. That was luck rather than skill. Uh, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, listeners, before we move into that, and I'm excited for you to hear what Jen has to share uh, here on the podcast about our children's ministry. Let me just remind you that this last week, Tom continued his Is He Enough sermon series. We've been walking through the book of Hebrews, and he wrapped up chapter one, where Christ is compared to the angels and showed to be greater than those angels at the end of chapter one. If you missed those messages or any of the other messages that Tom's preached on this sermon series, I'd encourage you to go to our website, faithbiblelincoln.org. If you hit that resources button and the sermons uh, sermons button underneath the drop-down menu, you can find all of those old sermons. Or if you subscribe to podcasts, um, you can look for our Sermons Feed podcast. It just search for Faith Bible Church Link in Nebraska, and it's the one with the black background and the white letters. You can catch up on any sermons that you've missed if you haven't been able to be with us here this fall as we've jumped into Hebrews. But listeners, as I mentioned, I've got Jen with me here in the podcast uh, or on the podcast here today, and I want to give her the chance to get to know you or for you to get to know her a little bit and highlight the children's ministry here at the church. Uh, so Jen, let's start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners a bit. What, what is your one-minute testimony? Okay. So as a college freshman, I met some really committed Christ followers, and I so admired what they had, the peace and the confidence that they had in their faith. And in my college classes, I was being bombarded with messages of, you know, questioning your faith, there's no absolute truth. And by the beginning of my sophomore year, you know, I was still really questioning, and God sent Campus Crusade for Christ to Mm. my campus, and they'd never been allowed on campus before, Mm. and they weren't after that. They were there for two years and then gone. And so I just really feel like... God sent them there to rescue me. And um, so I filled out one of those little questionnaires they have you fill out in the the beginning of of the year in your dorm. And that's how I met Bev. And she was this great staff worker. She was married and she just let me be a part of her life. She met with me weekly. She patiently answered my questions. (laughs) She didn't freak out about my doubts, (laughs) which was great. And, um, you know, after I left that year, I can't say I was committed in any way, shape or form yet. Went on to have kind of a rough summer. God was uh, still showing me my sin and my pride and how I needed to find my identity in him. But um, that following fall, I attended a Campus Crusade for Christ retreat, and that was when I really heard God speak into my life. And um, so I submitted to his lordship then, and that was nearly 30 years ago, 
which makes me sound really old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm not going to comment on that particular okay. one. I, the other one is I was a navigator in college, so okay. I try not to con- consider that as too much of a, uh, an issue. But crew is an excellent ministry. We're excited about what they've done. Uh, it sounds like they had an impact in your life, no yeah. doubt. Okay, so then obviously uh, a, a bit of period of time, whatever time period that is, you've already said, but uh, uh, then you find yourself on staff at Faith Bible Church. How did that come about, and what's your current role? Yeah, I love telling that story, how I came on staff. Um, So I've always loved being around children. (laughs) Um, I knew more than anything in my life I wanted to be a mom Mm. (laughs) from a very young age. Um, So my husband, Don, and I have four children of our own, and we chose to homeschool each of our kids, um, and we did that through at least sixth grade before we sent them off to school. And through all of that time, I loved to organize and do administrative stuff. This is not a surprise to you. (laughs) Like, that's that's really where my gifting lies. Um, But I learned so many important things about teaching children, choosing curriculum, lesson planning, and such through that experience as a Mm. homeschooling mom. So I really feel like God was preparing me in so many ways for what I'm doing. Now, um, I was involved in children's ministry at other churches that we'd been at. My husband Don was in the Air Force, and so we moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, but then we start attended. We started attending Faith Bible Church in 2008, and um, right away I jumped into working in the Iwana Nursery. I love babies. That's my favorite place to be, uh-huh. um, and started helping in first grade and then eventually teaching in first grade. Well, that was 2008. Fast forward to 2016, um, Pastor James was over children's ministry at that time, and he tapped me on the shoulder uh, to ask if I wanted to um, assist him, and um, that would have meant a really big life change for my family because mm-hmm. I had been a stay-at-home mom all those years, had been homeschooling kids, and we still had two more years to homeschool our youngest daughter. And so Don and I just really sought the Lord to make sure that that was where he was leading and guiding. And it's so cool. God confirmed yes in mm. in several really profound ways, and that was just really, really, really cool. Um, so, and then after I assisted Pastor James for a year and a half, then the leadership team shifted around some responsibilities, including your own. Mm, yes. <laughs> and um, in that shuffling of things, um, I was asked to take the lead with children's ministries so that James could focus on middle school and high school. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And obviously, our, our listeners probably have an idea of what children's ministry might look like. What what does that refer to at Faith Bible Church? Okay, so I'm overseeing nursery, preschool, elementary, Sunday school, the check-in station, Awana, Vacation Bible School, Backyard Bible Club, and Kids Retreat. And several of those areas have a deacon or a director who's mm-hmm. immediately over that area, so I work very closely with them. Um, I do a lot of organizing, which I love, but you know, I see my job as a as supporting the ministry of each mm-hmm. of those directors and each of those teachers and helpers that are in the classroom with the kids. And so that's a lot of prayer, a lot of uh, making schedules, gathering support items when people need things, um, recruiting new volunteers, which we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting special needs buddies, and then tons and tons of communication, lots mm-hmm. of emails, phone calls, texts with a lot of people in the body. Um, Sometimes it's handling a tricky behavior issue or finding a last-minute sub for a <laughs> right, worker. Thankfully, right. those things don't happen too often. Um, but also, it's it's kind of jumping in with whatever needs to be done. Um, you know, I, I had to unplug a toilet in the two-year-old room one year a few years ago. So, like, I love throwing that out <laughs> That's there. That's not like, in your job description. It's not in my job description, but I don't care. Like, you know, yeah. I, I really – I think I'm, I'm very servant-hearted, and I just want to help in whatever way needs yeah. to be done. So if it's unplugging a toilet, that's fine. Um, probably more in my skill set would be, like, teaching a lesson or, you know, supporting like our VBS ministry, sorting out, you know, the massive amounts of things that need to be done for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Mm. A lot of details, a lot of moving Lots parts. Lots of that. Yeah. Uh, undeniable. Okay, so let's move back to you just here for a second. Okay. Um, obviously, you, you came to Christ years ago, mm-hmm. um, but one of the questions I always like to ask people that are on the podcast is, what's a favorite verse mm-hmm. of theirs? So what's, what is a favorite verse of yours, and why is that sign- so significant to you? Okay, so 2 Corinthians twelve fifteen, mm-hmm. Paul says, I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. And I still remember 13 years ago, the day I read that verse, it, mm. like it instantly became my, a life verse for me. Um, I just thought if I'm going to be spent for anything, I want to be spent for the sake of others' salvation and not hold back my time, my money, my gifts, nothing, just, you know, give it all. And I really do seek to do that. And mm. I want to do it with great joy. I want to do it, relu- don't want to do it reluctantly or, um, you know, begrudgingly. Um, so, and, that, you know, I think that verse was true for my own relationship with my kids. I wanted to give them everything I had and make sure that I was investing in them, you know, wholeheartedly. Um, but it, I knew it would also be true in whatever ministry God had given me. And that was, you know, mm. whether it's teaching Sunday school or having a backyard Bible club for my neighborhood kids or anything like that. I, I wanted to do that for those kids that God put in my life in that way also. Mm. So, Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, let's shift gears here a little bit. Hopefully, listeners, this is giving you the chance to get to know Jen just a little bit. But uh, you, you probably think you're aware of what's going on in children's ministry. Uh, most people at least have some relationship with children's ministry. They've had a kid or a grandkid or somebody go through uh, some aspect of children's ministry. But I want to make sure we talk about this a little bit and clarify a little bit what your team is seeking to do. So, so Jen, what are, what are some of the key priorities for the children's ministry at Faith Bible Church? And, and how is that informed by Scripture? Okay. So four years ago, I gathered together several key leaders in children's ministry and asked them to prayerfully write out a children's ministry vision statement or mission statement. And we prayed, we looked over scripture, you know, we did this for weeks on end and we mm-hmm. cut it, cut and pasted various, you know, ideas and things. And um, it was a really, it's a scary process for me. <laughs> I'm not as smart as you. I'm not as, you know, you know, I don't know. It just made me uncomfortable. I was very outside <laughs> of my You may be overselling the situation, but uh, I, okay, so new but steps here. I yeah. pulled in people who were smarter than I to help figure this out, but really we looked to the church's mission statement, the reach, mature, equip, glorify, as our most important piece of guidance, knowing that that's all already guided by Scripture. Um, and so I'd love to read that for you so people can get a feel for what I call the heart of yeah. everything we do in children's yeah. ministry. Okay. Our children's ministry seeks to glorify God by partnering with families to proclaim the gospel, to teach the Bible, to model godly living, and to prepare children to be sent out where God has called them. Realizing that children are a mission field ripe for harvest and the future leaders of the church, we commit to pray for every child that God brings us. And I can go into more detail there if you'd like about each one of those things, or at least some of them, depending on how much time you have. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> it's always one of those things. Uh, I, you know, I, I love I love the concept. You know, of the partnering families. Mm-hmm. You know that that priority that we see throughout Scripture, and I'm sure. You could go into, you know, Deuteronomy 6 and yeah. all the places in Scripture that talks about parents having the primary. I mean, and that comes straight from our statement of faith. Listeners, if you haven't yeah. checked that out, we talk about that families are the core unit, and, and the church is kind of structured around that, and families have this, this mandate to raise up their children. And so obviously this is part of it, teaching, modeling. I love that idea. You know, it's amazing how many little kids will do what they see. You know, now that I have four little kids of my own, it's scary to know that the kids will do what they see uh, regardless of what you say. Um, But then obviously that sending and prayerful idea. I'm sure sending is one of the harder aspects of watching these kids grow up 
and then knowing they're going to head out into the world. Um, speak, speak to that a little bit. Well, uh, honestly, that's what gets us excited about what yeah. we do. We know these kids are, um, are, are looking at our world, and we want them to see it through God's eyes as a world of lost people in desperate need of a Savior. And so, you know, one of the kind of unique things that I think we do for our children's ministry is that from age four and up, they get a mission segment um, mm-hmm. once a month. And that's really a neat opportunity for us to proclaim the Great Commission and to get the kids to start seeing their schoolmate and their neighbors as their mission field, and then, you know, extend that line mm-hmm. of vision to really the whole world. And God has given each of us a responsibility to take out the gospel mm-hmm. to, to a lost world. So, And I love that aligns. Listeners, we haven't had Mike, Pastor Mike, our missions pastor here on the podcast yet, but at some point we'll have him on there and he'll talk a little bit about that aspect. And I know that aligns exactly with what you're saying to see mm-hmm. these kids prepared to either be goers or senders. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all going to do one for the sake of the kingdom. Um, and preparing them for that, even at an early age. I, l- I know it's been fun to watch my kids come home and, and read about you know missionaries abroad and things like that, that um, I may not even be aware of their stories, and my kids are filling me in on these aspects. It's, it's good, and it's been a joy. All right, so obviously these key priorities result in some very practical things. Um, so a number of parents and a number of families engage with our ministry in different ways, but could you give us an idea of what a typical morning looks like for a family at Faith Bible Church in relationship to the children's ministry? You bet. So at Faith Bible Church, we really encourage families to worship together. We know there's a lot of value in kids seeing their parents worshiping the Mm -hmm. Lord. And so a lot of our families attend the first service worship together. And then during the second service, they'll break out into Sunday school classes for children. And the parents will either attend adult Sunday school or find a place to use their own spiritual gifts to serve. Sometimes that's in children's ministry or it might be greeting or, you know, something else. Um, During first service, we have nursery, preschool, and children's church for kindergarten through second graders. And during the second service, we've got Sunday school for nursery, the nursery all the way up through fifth grade. Um, So there's, yeah, a lot, a lot going on on a typical Sunday morning for families with kids. Yeah. (laughs) The hallways are very busy and it's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel that. I definitely feel that personally. Um, How about a sense for what, what, what exactly is taught? What, what is it that our children hear when they're here, whether it be on Wednesday nights during Awana or whether it be on Sunday mornings here at the church? Okay. Yeah. So for Awana, we use the Awana curriculum, which is amazing. The kids are memorizing so much scripture. And of course, this is not just head knowledge. This is heart knowledge. We have leaders who are trying to talk them through what that looks like and what that means to make sure that they really get it. Um, On Sunday mornings, we have two different curricula that we use with kids. We use some children, uh, well, it used to be Children Desiring God. Sorry, I had to catch myself. It's now called Truth 78, Mm -hmm. which is out of John Piper's church, uh, Bethlehem Baptist. And we also use the gospel story. So like in nursery, people might not know, we actually do lessons with the children in the nursery. Mm -hmm. Um, They get an introduction to God's wonders, the foundational truths of the gospel. They get a lot of repetition um, and, you know, just trying to create a baseline understanding of who God is. Mm. Um, When they get to the three through five-year-olds, we do a chronological plan that takes them from Genesis through Revelation in the couple of years that they're in preschool. So they're getting 156 chronological stories that cover the entire Bible, and they're learning how those stories tie into God's master plan of redemption Mm. um, through Scripture. And then once they get to kindergarten through second grade, they spend a year about redemption and learning what a wonderful Savior Jesus is. In first grade, they get my favorite curriculum. Curriculum, which is the ABCs of God, and it's on the attributes and character of God. Mm. And then in second grade, they spend a year on the promises of God. Um, third through fifth grade, you know, they're able to um, 
talk a little bit about more about the Bible and their daily life. And so um, it, they're learning in third grade the Hebrew names of God, which is so cool. Mm. I wanted to mm-hmm. teach that once that because <laughs> mm-hmm. I had never had a study on the Hebrew names of God. Um, then they do a chronological study of redemptive, redemptive history. They learn how to study the scriptures for themselves, so important. And then their final year that they spend in elementary school is learning about God's providence in all things, which I love how that is placed. That was not my decision. That was very wise people who came before me put that as our last mm-hmm. year of elementary school. And I love that because at that age, heading into middle school, they need to hear that God is yep. sufficient and the Bible is sufficient for everything they need in life. Um, and, you know, we're hoping that they'll uh, learn to use the Bible to counter the, those worldly messages that are bombarding mm-hmm. them. And and we hope, too, to give them the opportunity to begin to wrestle out some of the questions of, uh, you know, of their faith and ask questions and um allow them to have a hopefully a greater grasp of the gospel mm. at that point. Yeah, very good. Okay, so let's shift gears here again, Jen. Obviously, this is the children's ministry. We're seeking to partner with parents. We're seeking to teach and model and see these kids sent out um, for the sake of the gospel into our community. Um, now, obviously, doing that is not an easy task. Uh, so, so what are the challenges you face in leading this ministry? What are the obstacles uh, currently? Okay. Well, I just want to say on that, you know, that 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 f- fact really informs our role as children's ministry workers. We mm. recognize that we get kids for one hour a week, you know, and not, mm. not even every week of the year usually. And so it just, you know, really shows us that how much we need to get to know the parents, that we're not discipling the kids for the parents, but yeah. we're supporting and helping parents in their role as disciplers. Yeah. Um, so I think the biggest challenge with children's ministry is recruiting. And I mm. think every single children's ministry leader would say that it is not <laughs> unique right. to faith. You know, there's just always some amount of turnover. And we have people who've been teaching here for 15 and 20 plus years you know, several really committed teachers. But there's yeah. always, you know, people need to step out. They have life circumstances or health issues or family commitments or their kids get older and they want to, you know, start working with middle school or high school. Um, so every time we start a new season, there is a certain amount of recruiting that goes on. Like right now we're preparing for fall kickoff September 5th. And um, there's just always need for a few new nursery workers, a few new parent helpers, a few new substitutes, that kind of thing. Um, you've probably been hearing a lot about Awana, mm-hmm. the, you know, the last mm-hmm. many weeks. Um, we serve half the number of children that we normally do during this last year so that we could social distance kids. And now we're back to a regular Awana year. And there yeah. was a decent amount of Awana turnover. We have a lot of new people this year. Some people just, they had served for a long time and they felt like this was the right time to step out. So um, yeah, just always lots of recruiting. And about recruiting, I love when people approach me and say, God's put it on my heart to serve. That mm. is amazing. I love that. The mm-hmm. people are listening and that they're obedient. Um, but most of the time I need to ask people, and um, I try to do that very respectfully and carefully and ask them to pray about it because I know there are seasons in life when you can serve and there are seasons <laughs> when you can't, and mm-hmm. it's okay to say no. Mm. But I have to say that though recruiting is my biggest challenge, it is also one of the biggest areas of blessing where I see God's perfect provision over and over again. I can be stressed a week or two out before we turn over and somehow... That would it, never happen. I don't know. always, always, always comes together. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, God has been so faithful, undeniably there. Okay, so then obviously this ongoing challenge of recruiting, and I know a lot of people in ministry uh, face that consistently. 
what about the opposite side? What is what is a high point in ministry in the children's ministry? What is what are some of the joys you get to see? Oh well, the high point is all, it's the kids. It's it's yeah. all, and I'm sure that all of the workers would say that. Like it's the relationships that you get to have with the kids. Kids are just wonderful, and I know some people are intimidated by kids, but you know their sin issues don't get in the way of their desire to follow Jesus, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They are they they're eager. They want to grow. They want to learn. They want to model, like you said, and. Um, and just the way they love back the volunteers mm. is just so sweet. Um, so it's just an all-around privilege to be able to serve kids, and they are most definitely the the high point. There <laughs> <laughs> is a joy there, you know, undeniably. We just we were just talking about Mark, the Gospel of Mark, in in our young adult group that meets at our house, and we had this extensive discussion about the conversation Jesus has. Um, where you have to become like these little children if you're going to enter the kingdom of God. And we had a long conversation about what exactly is it about a child uh, that Jesus is telling us to emulate. And there's an incredible joy there. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, there is something incredibly unique about their, we would, we would kind of a negative say, call it naive. And yet at the same time, it's incredibly refreshing and something that Jesus found an incredible amount of joy yeah. in the perspective of a child, the way they believe, the way they trust. Um, the way they pursue Christ, it's, yeah. it's so refreshing in so many ways. Uh, that's good. That's good to hear. Okay, last, last question then, um, related to both of these previous questions. What, what is one way or some ways that people in our church, we want to be encouraging them to be praying for the children's ministry as well, that they can be praying for the volunteers, that they can be praying for you, that they can be praying for the kids, um, how can we be praying for the children's ministry? Yeah, I think definitely pray for the volunteers. Every Sunday from nursery to fifth grade, mm-hmm. we've got 12 teachers and 20 plus other helpers, special needs buddies, children's worship leaders, check-in desk folks, directors, all of that. There's a yeah. lot going on. It's always busy. And we're trying to not just teach the children spiritual truth, but we're trying to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, there's good. Yes. There, yeah, there's just a lot that goes through that. Parents appreciate that, yeah. right? We do, you we know, do. And same thing on Wednesday nights. We've got another 90-ish people who are here ministering to the kids, and um, there's just a lot going on. And so um, we know, too, as, as um, children's ministry workers, we can't do anything of value without God. And so we appreciate your prayers. You know, we are we are prayerfully dependent on Him to guide us and direct us as we teach and as we interact with the kids, but we would certainly appreciate your prayers um, for that. And definitely pray for the children. You know, we, we know that the enemy wants their hearts and that yeah. the deceit of sin is so powerful and the lure of this world and what it has to offer is such a terrible lie, and we don't want our kids to, you know, fall victim to that. So as I say when we do children's, uh, the baby dedications, I say pray, mm. pray that they would be dazzled with the beauty of the gospel instead of the things of this world. Mm. Mm. All right, listeners, that's basically it for our children's ministry. Hopefully this gives you a a bit of a sense for who Jen is, uh, what motivates her at the church, what our children's ministry seeks to accomplish, what they focus on. Um, Hopefully this has given you some insight into things you probably didn't know already about our children's ministry um, and given you some ways that you can be praying for that ministry, praying for the volunteers and those that are involved in that. Uh, Jen, any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with related to children's ministry or anything other that we've talked about? Mm, I think just that I'm one very small piece of it. Mm. You know, we have so many amazing people who... um, are, it's really important to them to to serve kids and to teach kids and to help get their families connected in the church. And um, oh gosh, there are just so many wonderful servant-hearted people who are serving in children's ministry. So 
get to know them. <laughs> Amen. Listeners, if you're one of those that serves in ministry, let me just say on behalf of Jen and the rest of the staff, thank you uh, for what you do, for your investment in the lives of our kids. And if you're somebody that's toying with the idea of being involved, obviously Jen has talked about the recruiting element, approach her on some Sunday morning. She'd love to have you involved in the ministry. We'd love to have you investing in the lives of our children as we go forward. And regardless, I hope you all will be praying uh, for our children's ministry, praying for the kids and what they face, uh, for what they're learning uh, from day in and day out, from Sunday to Sunday as well in this ministry. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Let me just remind you real quickly uh, that this coming Sunday, we will be stepping away from our Hebrews discussion as Dave Drevo, one of our lay elders here at the church, uh, will be taking the pulpit. We hope you join us for that message for one of our two services, either at 9 o'clock or 10.30 on Sunday. And thanks for taking the time to tune in to this week's episode on the podcast. If it's been helpful to you, just remember you can always share it with somebody, rate it, or comment on the podcast to help other people find it. And we do hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.